let's cross our fingers and hope that none of it will happen. But let's not plan for none of this to happen. Instead, let's look ahead and plan for what are you going to do should we go down this road again? Or what do you do if we go down an even more unfamiliar road? Welcome to the Infinite Franchisee Show, where every franchisee meets infinite possibilities. Here, you will discover the executive level strategies needed to overcome the overwhelm, concentrate on explosive growth activities, and capture the life of your dreams with me, April Porter. I am an attorney, a former award-winning multi-unit franchisee, and a number one international best-selling author on a mission to help franchisees achieve infinite success. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to our last live broadcast of 2021. We are taking next week off so that we can have a week to take a little bit of downtime, but also to plan for our next year and for everything we're going to be bringing you in 2022. But we still will be popping into the Facebook group. So if you run any questions or have any issues, go ahead and post there throughout next week. And we're excited to help you out there. So today's topic, though, we're talking about will your business survive 2022? And I know it sounds kind of apocalyptic because everything we've already gone through in 2020 and 2021, but it is so such an important conversation to have and to have right now, because I want to take you back as we get started today's topic. I want to take you back to December of 2019. And what was happening in the world at the time is that there were some reports of this virus coming up in China, and then it had started to rampage the region, and that the response the Chinese government was taking was to begin shutting things down. And sometimes it wasn't the government, sometimes it was actual businesses where they were choosing to shut the factories down because they would have they were having mass amounts of their employees contract the virus and not be able to right, continue working while they had it. So so these shutdowns began to happen. And we saw this happening on the world media stage. But yet here in the United States, it didn't really seem like there was much planning going on, particularly at the small business level. I remember actually watching this and calling up one of my fellow uh, members or franchisees. We were on the Franchise Advisory Council together. And that meant that we were responsible for meeting with the corporate office to figure out strategies to release to the entire system. We'd been elected into that position and there were nine of us representing over 800 franchisees. And I called one of my fellow members on the council and I said, are you watching what's going on with this virus? Have you been keeping up on it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I've seen, you know, there's something going on in China. I said, you know, I think that we need to consider the fact that this may come over to the United States. And if it does, and if it follows the same pattern that's happening in Asia, we need to have a plan in place to respond to that. And he was of the opinion, like, really? You think so? Uh, Maybe. But there wasn't a lot of belief behind that the fact that that could actually happen because we were living in our fantasy world over here where we were a little bit untouchable, right? It had never happened in the United States. We've seen We've seen that the citizens in Asia have had to wear masks for years due to SARS virus and other things. But over here, that never came over here. And we haven't ever had to do that. And so it was just kind of like, yeah, maybe. 
but it wasn't really taken seriously. And so we didn't talk about it. And as a matter of fact, at the time, our franchise advisory council was only meeting every other month with our franchisor. And so we didn't have another meeting on the books until March. And as February came and as the virus and we started to hear reports of it coming into the United States and, and you know, suddenly businesses were having to respond and New York was shutting down. And now it was real. It was already here. And at this point in time, we couldn't plan any longer. We just had to react and we had to react fast. And so the council actually requested our meeting to be moved up with the corporate office. Um, we were set to meet on a Thursday and we moved it up to Tuesday, right? We requested that, I think, on Sunday night. Can we get it earlier than Tuesday this week? Because we feel like a panic. And we went into that meeting and we had to decide how the entire system was going to respond to the shutdowns that were starting to sweep the nation. And what were we going to do in order to keep our members engaged? Because remember, it was a gym franchise. So that meant we had people on recurring memberships that were paying for access to workouts. And if we were shut down, they would have no access to those workouts. So what were we going to do? Could not afford to tell all of the owners, you're just going to freeze memberships because we knew that in doing so, it was going to literally freeze all income into the households of our franchisees and they wouldn't be able to pay the payroll of their employees. So it would be completely crippling their, them personally. And ultimately that would cripple them when the shutdown was over and they had to uh, restart operations. And so we had to come up with a different plan and we had to do it on the fly. And if we knew then what we know now, we might have made plans differently. We might have reacted differently. We might have instituted other strategies in order to get our franchisees through that pandemic successfully, through those shutdowns successfully and profitably and help them recover more quickly on the other side. But we didn't. We didn't have that foresight at the time and we didn't have the opportunity to make those plans. Although I will say again, I was trying to get us <laughs> to talk about it a little bit earlier. but. Now that's, you know, here and gone. That's, we can't do anything about that now. But what I can do right now is talk to you about thinking about it again in advance. So here we are in December 2021. And much of our nation has felt like we have beaten this virus, right? We have vaccines, we have boosters, things are opened back up, but now we're facing a new variant. And we don't know how that variant is going to sweep the nation this time. But possibly more importantly, we have an entirely new administration that will be responding to the way the variant sweeps the nation this time, and we don't know what to expect from them. Could there be more shutdowns? Possibly. Could there be more mandatory masking regulations? Or could there possibly be other HR and employment regulations that come down about the way that your employees are coming to work? Do they have to be vaccinated? Do they have to be tested? How often do they have to be tested? What happens if they have a family member with the virus? Or what happens if a family member was exposed to someone with the virus? Are those protocols going to be handed down where people would have to quarantine again and you could be down several employees or 
could something happen where there could be a shutdown or could it, might it only be a shutdown of certain types of businesses? Again, as a fitness business in my county, everything else was allowed to open up. Every other type of business was allowed to open up except public pools and workout facilities gyms. So it could be something like that, where it's just one section or one industry that's forced to shut down. Maybe none of this will happen. And let's cross our fingers and hope that none of it will happen. But let's not plan for none of this to happen. Instead, let's look ahead and plan for what are you going to do should we go down this road again? Or what do you do if we go down an even more unfamiliar road? where there's new regulations instituted that we haven't seen before or measures taken to try to curb this that we haven't seen before, right? How do we be ready to respond to those? And here's what I'm going, I'm going to give you three suggestions that you can start doing now and that you should prioritize now in order to help your business survive in the event that something like this would occur over the next six months or really whenever, because you can use this plan at any point in time if you have it ready. So number one, start talking to your employees now. Have a brainstorming session with your employees and run through all the different crazy scenarios. Let it be as crazy as you want it to be. It doesn't have to be um, you know, exactly what happened before. You could run through a scenario of, let's say that we just got word that a meteor is headed towards Earth. And while it's not going to hit us directly, we could lose all power and we could lose our access to the internet for a period of two weeks. What should we do to continue serving our customers, continue bringing in revenue, continue paying payroll and creating revenue or creating an income for you and us for our families, right? Throw out those scenarios and you lean on your team to help you come up with what you can do, right? When you're talking about this, you need to consider what is the psyche of everyone involved in the situation. And when it when it pertains to your business, the people that are involved in the situation are the ownership team, whether that's you and a partner or you and a spouse, your leadership team, which are the managers and the people who are helping you make decisions and overseeing the operations of the entire business. There's the employees that are acting as employees and they're looking to the leaders for direction and for guidance. And then there's your customers. There is the community. Even if they are not your customers, the community is still in the conversation about your business because they will be watching. And it it goes on and on. It could be your city because you're going to be interacting with the economic development people and other people in the city to try to get favorable conditions for you, right? So this conversation is could be very big. Like, how do all of these different psyches impact what we do and what is going to happen? So lean on your team to get some ideas and then just brain dump them. No idea is a bad idea. In fact, the crazier idea, the better. Why? Because when people come up with crazy ideas, it inspires others to come up with counter ideas. Ideas that are either more practical, more realistic, but still as effective or even something crazier. But the more you can actually let people stretch their minds and their imaginations, the more likely you are to land on a solution that is going to set you apart from your competition and help you thrive through any obstacles. So that's number one. Start talking to them through the scenarios, get their ideas. Number two, you're going to start talking to your customers about this. Oh, oh my gosh. So scary, right? Because the fear is if I start talking to my customers and saying, hey, you know, if there was a shutdown, this is what our plan is. 
that what if they spook? What if I scare them and they suddenly decide to cancel their membership because I mentioned there might be a shutdown, right? So there is probably an element of fear around having this conversation with your customers. But the coolest thing about this concept is that having the conversation early is actually what is going to dispel the fear, right? They're going to be hearing reports from the news and everything else that are going to ramp up their fear. But if they hear from you now, if they hear from you before any of that starts to happen, then when those media reports come out and when the fear starts setting in, they're going to be like, you know what? You know what? My gym owner saw this coming and man, they're already prepared. They already saw this coming. They have a plan. They were ahead of everybody else. And so I know because they planned early that I'm safe, that I'm safe there. I can go work out. I can go and I can keep my membership and I can continue to work on my physical and mental health, even though the country is now facing another surge in this virus, right? So you can actually become the voice of reason and become the life preserver that they are clinging to if this should happen again, because they will put the reliance in the fact that you are intelligent enough and had enough foresight to plan for it and to take them into consideration, to take their safety into consideration and to take their feelings into consideration before it even happened. So you want to go ahead and create some communication around this to your uh, customers. And what I would suggest that communication look like is one, we're very excited for 2022. And we're hoping that this is the year, you know, that everything ends up going back to normal. But we're also very cognizant of the fact that we'll never be rid of the virus. And so as we prepare for the spring, we look ahead and we ask ourselves, what are some of the risks that are facing us and our community at this time? We recognize that although it's not likely, it's a possibility that there could be a shutdown and it's a possibility that there could be another surge in numbers. And so we want to let you know what we, the plan that we have in place, if that should happen. And then you lay out your plan. Now, I would also keep in mind, what is the psyche of your customer? Many of your customers are over it right? They are over it. They don't want to wear a mask. They don't want to, you know, have disinfectant sprayed in their face everywhere they go. They don't want to have to do um, hand sanitizer after every time they touch a piece of equipment, right? They're kind of over it. So you have to keep that in mind so that you don't just start throwing out the same plan you had back in 2020 during the shutdowns. You want to have a different plan that addresses the psyche of them now. And guess what? You can do better than what was done in 2020. What was done in 2020 was reactionary to a problem that we had never faced before and that we didn't really know how to handle. Now you have the benefit of hindsight. So think through that and think through if we could have done it differently, what would we have done? What would have better addressed the fears on the side that we're, we're too scared to really leave their house or, or we're terrified of this virus and balance that with addressing the freedom that the other side is determined to have after two years of feeling stifled? 
right? You have to take those things into consideration. And so maybe it means that you operate hours, one set of hours for the customers that are feeling fearful and a different set of hours for the customers that have no fear at all. And that you you give them the option to come in with the circumstances and the parameters that they feel most comfortable with. That could be an option. Okay. So that's number two. Number one, you have to talk to your employees. And remember, I didn't, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I do want to say when you talk to your employees, make sure you're not just talking to them about how to respond to the situation um, customer facing, but you're also talking to them about a plan to have in place should an employee get the virus or have to be quarantined. That plan needs to be in place in advance so that all the employees know who's responsible for picking up the slack. Are you going to reduce hours? What what is going to happen if someone should have to be quarantined and it would leave you short staffed? Or do you need to hire? Do you need to hire right now in anticipation of potentially someone being out with the virus? So think about that now. Talk to your employees. That's number one. And help. they will help you create a plan. You're going to talk to your customers and tell them that you have a plan in place and that you're ready to continue serving them at the high level of quality service that you're known for through the next several months, regardless of what hits you. And then number three, number three, you're going to allow your customers to weigh in. This is a trick that served me very, very well when I was on the bench. For those of you that don't know, I um, served seven years plus as a municipal court judge um, here in the St. Louis area. And when you're on the bench, you have people all the time coming in as defendants who received maybe possibly just a speeding ticket. And they're upset about it. They're upset about it. And many times it's not that they're trying to get out of responsibility or that they don't want to face the consequences of their actions. It's just that they need to be heard. They need to feel like someone's listening to their side of the story. They need to feel like someone cares about what it is they have to say. And they need to feel like that person is in a position to take to heart what they say and to at least consider it in the decision that will be made that impacts their lives. And that was a lot of what I did as a judge was just listening to people and giving them the opportunity to speak. And nine times out of 10, I'll tell you what, I still had to sentence that person. I still had to fine them for speeding or um, sometimes even they had to go to jail, but they did it without complaining and being adversarial about it and being upset and throwing a fit in the courtroom because they felt like I had acted fairly after hearing their side of the story. So getting your customer feedback can go miles and miles and miles to creating a long lasting bond between you and your customers and to keeping them not only loyal to you, but to them spreading the word about how you have taken the right initiatives to combat what is going on in the country. So once you convey your plan to the customers, you can do this in one of several ways. You could ask them to reply to an email that you sent out. You could invite them to an open house Zoom session where you're going to be doing Q&As and you're going to be taking any and all feedback that they have about the plan. You could also um, invite them to weigh in through a survey. There's a lot of ways that you can take feedback. You could have your clients ask them when they're face-to-face and say, did you see our plan for the spring in the event that we have to face any new COVID-related reactions? And then 
they could tell them about it in person and get their feedback from them in person. But the important thing is to really let people see that you are open to taking their feedback and that you want to consider what they have to say before the plan gets implemented. Because right now we're just talking about it as a plan, right? It's going to be implemented if and only if the event happens, right? So not only are you getting the very best preparation you could possibly have for a response to an event, but you're also you're also showing and being visible with the fact that you are planning ahead. And that's what people appreciate. When people know what to expect and it happens, they roll with the punches. It's when they're blindsided that people react in an extreme emotional way. So those are the three things that you need to be doing right now to just make sure your business survives in 2021. Should we get any other curveballs thrown at us, whether it be the virus or a meteor or a flood or a snowstorm or whatever it is, right? You are resilient and you are a business owner because you are the top 1% of people on the world that have taken the risk and that are built to be leaders in this capacity. You can do it and you can do it easier if you have a plan. So to recap, you're going to have to talk to your employees first, have a meeting and do that as soon as possible. Get that ball rolling, get them to weigh in with you on what you're going to do to serve your customers, but also how are you going to keep operations going in the event that employees have to leave for some reason or be quarantined. Number two, you are going to take that plan. You are going to pretty it up in an email. You might do a video about it, whatever it might be, and you're going to get it out to your customers. And number three, in those communications and anywhere else you can, you are going to ask for your customers' feedback so that you can implement their best ideas and their concerns and their psyche and all of the different things. You can wrap that up and make tweaks to the plan to address those so that you are the most prepared business owner in your area if something should happen. As always, we want to set you up for infinite success. And we're hoping that with this last live of 2021, we have done just that. We are excited to go into 2022 with you, and we hope that you will join us to continue the pursuit of infinite success. Happy holidays, everyone. We'll see you next year. Do you love the Infinite Franchisee Show? I'd love to hear from you. Take 60 seconds and leave a review of the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. It is such a small thing that can help so many other franchisees and entrepreneurs find us. And then they can discover infinite possibilities too. Thanks for tuning in today. Until next time, remember... There are infinite opportunities to grow your business and reach the sanity, wealth, and gratitude you deserve. So don't ever settle for anything less than infinite success.